And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. everybody and welcome i am sc burbank and i am lacey montoya and thanks for listening to don't, don't get, get us started well today is uh october yes. 2nd i believe if if this podcast goes up as expected it will be october 2nd, october 2nd which makes it the second in 31 days of breast cancer awareness month yes and I want to begin, before we say anything else, by reminding all our listeners that breast cancer is not only a disease for women. No, or it's of also women. for men. Men, uh, as well as women, unfortunately, are subject to breast cancers. Uh, not, I don't believe in, in the same numbers. I believe that it, uh, it's I more prevalent in, in women than men, but, uh, in any case, uh, this is not just a women's issue. It, it's a men's issue as well. And we want to probably off and on throughout the month, we're not going to dwell on it the whole month, but throughout the month, we're going to remind all of you to um, take whatever steps uh, you're able to to uh, prevent uh, or make yourself aware of uh, breast cancer in your body. You can also check out your communities, and a lot of people, a lot of doctors' offices do free. Yes, a lot of doctors' offices will do free. A lot of clinics will do free uh, mammograms. A lot of uh, county clinics or uh, health facilities offer uh, preventative. Uh, diagnostics such as mammograms yes. uh, on a free or a limited income cost basis. So if you are in that category, we don't want you to feel like you're not able to protect yourself. Mammograms are not infallible, uh, but uh, they are definitely a step ahead of not having any diagnostic tests done. Uh, it's possible that uh, mammograms uh, or the reader of a mammogram certainly can make errors. We're not uh, saying that all the uh, doctors or uh, clinicians who interpret mammograms are uh, infallible. Uh, they're not. But for the most part, um, breast mammography has been proven to be a very important step in the protection of uh Early individuals uh, in, in early, yeah, especially early uh, stage breast cancers. I myself have had mammograms um, on a pretty regular basis ever since uh, the early 80s when I uh, had a mammogram and it discovered a uh, what they at that time called a, a calcification, he called it, the doc called oh. it. And I go, uh, dude, 
you know, I'm a big girl. If if you think it's a lump, you can say lump. Right. I, you know, I'm not afraid of the L word. And he said, well, we really don't know what it is, and we call them calcifications. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I said, well, what do you have to do to find out what it is? And he said, well, we have to uh, sample. So they have the, to do a biopsy? Yeah, they had to do what they, at that time, this was in, um, oh, I want to say between 80 and 85. Okay. Um, they did what they called a needle locator biopsy. So they put a needle in your breast? To... They, they, they took, it, took me in and they had me under a fluoroscope, which is like um, an x-ray in real time, oh, okay. sort of, and you can, uh, they, the doctor can um, see what's going on. Well, first what they did was they put the needle in to, so that the, so that it pointed basically to the lump. Okay. Okay. And then they went in uh, at a right angle to that needle okay. with uh, a device that extracted so it's got some like of the lump. At, right. Okay. And and, uh, and all of this is on a very small basis, tiny, tiny needle, tiny, tiny thingy-majig, right. you know, the whole thing. When I was all done, I had like two little pinpricks on it. And I was... Um, I was given a happy pill, and I was awake, but I was also given a local anesthetic, so there okay. was no pain involved and all that. And they, they, I actually saw the picture of the device going in, and it sort of intersected with the needle. So it almost like gave it a stopping point yes, for the it other exactly needle to, did that. to grab. It, okay. And the needle was in, and the the device came in and met the ne- the nose of the needle, as okay. you, as it were. And grabbed a little sample and took it back out, and then um, that was it. I was done, and then you they took it off the to the pathology, and it took three days for the results, three very long days. Oh, yes, very. I'm but sure. it wasn't uh, a situation where they were highly suspicious of anything necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was there. We did need to know. I wanted right. to know. Yes. As it turned out, fortunately, it was a, a negative uh, result, so it was benign, good. and that was that was good, and it put my mind at rest. Interestingly, when I um, was on the the table waiting for the surgeon to come and do his thing, he came in to greet me and say, "Hi, I'll be your doc today," and like that, and he was uh, palpating my breast, feeling it uh, to sort of locate. Actually, it was this breast, my right breast. Um, to to see if he could locate the thing they were going to check on, you okay. know, and and I asked him. I said, <clears throat> I said, let me <laughs> let me ask you a question, Doc. I said, can you feel that? Can you feel anything in there? And he said, well, no, not really. He said, you have a lot of fiber in your breasts, and they're kind of lumpy anyway. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's not so... possible to feel. So I said, well, then tell me why am I doing um, self breast self exam, and he said, "Well, in your case, it might not be necessary because by the time you would feel anything extraordinary, it would be so large because your breasts are large. Bec- well, no, because not because they're large, but because they're lumpy. Uh, it would. It's like trying to feel a different grape in a bag of grapes, right. so to speak. And so that would kind of be difficult to do." 
Uh, so he said that's why mammography is very important for you because you can't really feel anything but lumps in your breast. Right. And you can't freak out every time you feel a lump because that's all your breasts are is lumpy. Right. And uh, and I realize, of course, that a lot of ladies are in the same boat. A lot of men, too. There's a lot of men with large See, I'm big chests breasted. and they're lumpy. And if there's something in there, I don't really feel lumpy, but my breasts are so big. And if it's in the middle, I ain't going to feel nothing. Well, and and they do tell you when you do breast self-exam, you, you should lie on your yeah, back put your and put up. your arm up. And so your breast sort of pools against your chest. Or at least and, and, yeah, or, <laughs> or falls on the floor, depending. Uh, but, you know, and then you're supposed to feel around. And uh, you also are supposed to, to feel your lymph. Uh, gland, mm -hmm. lymph nodes uh, underneath your arm and just generally feel up underneath your arm to see if there's anything unusual there. And I have done that in the past and sometimes I feel a funny bump and then I'll go, what's that? You know, and then I'll go over to the other side in the same spot and there's one there. And I go, okay, well then that isn't anything because right. that's one thing cancer doesn't do. It, it does not grow itself. bilaterally equally. That is, it doesn't grow on each side in the same spot in the same way. So right. if you've got bumps on both sides, You're it's good. probably nothing to worry about. In any case, if you prefer to do breast self-examination, there is all kinds of information available everywhere as to how to properly do it, including anything you might want to find online. They also suggest that a lady stand and look at herself in the mirror, look at her breasts in the mirror with her arms up, with her arms up to the side, with her arms down, and see the shape of your breasts. You should know in your relation, body. Right, in relation to, uh, to your chest and neck and so on, so that you can see if there's a distortion appears over time in the way your breasts hang. And let's face it, honey, they all hang. Uh -huh. um, some not more than others, but some a lot more than others. <laughs> um, and and if there's, if there, over time, if you see something looking strange, uh -huh. then that's when you want to investigate. Either you or your doctor or a friend, if, if you have a friend who can help or uh your your physical mate can uh maybe help you know by saying yeah that looks just like it has for 30 years right. or gee i don't know honey that looks a little weird to me uh let me see let me feel whatever right. um a lot of uh a lot of breast cancer survivors survived cancers that were found by their intimate associates so it's it's reasonable to to have that sort of help. Just someone else getting a different perspective right. on it. Don't wait until it hurts because that's too Please late. Too late. Uh, and and this is this is how you can help yourself know your body. Like Lacey says, we need to know our bodies and the the years of uh, of body shyness. Um. Hopefully have gone. I hope so. At least for most of us. I know there are still probably a lot of people out there who shudder at the thought of actually looking at their bodies in a mirror. Um, and, and I want to encourage. Well, I do because I'm not the sexiest thing in the mirror. Well, but you're not looking but for that. I'm looking for. <laughs> it's not what you're looking for. Right. You're not looking to look like Barbie. You're looking oh, to make no. sure that you have uh, a healthy body. And yes. so that's what we want to encourage. Uh, our listeners to do. Take a minute and check yourself out. If you can't bring yourself to do that, then go to your doctor and ask your doctor uh, to help you with 
such an exam. And right. they should be very happy to, if they're not, get another doctor. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's what we want to spend some time each uh, broadcast so this month encouraging people to do. They, When you went and called for me, they don't recommend... Oh, yeah, I called because Lacey, Lacey told me that uh, your My mater ma maternal grandmother yes. and aunt, aunt. Uh, on your mother's, your mother's yes. sister, right? Your yes. mother's sister. Uh, had my mother's both, sister and my mother's mother. Okay, had both passed from breast cancer. And uh, so that made me very concerned because you haven't had a mammogram no. yet. You're 36 years old. Yes. And, uh, fixing to be 37. And soon to be 37, yes. And, uh, as you said, you have large breasts. Uh, not that that concerned me, but you do have. And I had asked you, have, you know, had you had your mammogram this nope. year yet? And, uh, I Never found out one. you had not ever had right. a mammogram. And, uh, and then you had told me, well, they said you don't have to get one until you're 40. And I said, even when it runs in your family. And you said, I don't know. So I did some investigating. And I called um, a branch of the American Cancer Society and spoke with a, uh, she's not a nurse, but she was a, a I don't want to say licensed, but a designated counselor for okay. uh, breast cancer awareness issues. And she said that if... It is a first-degree family member, which so. is mother, sister, or daughter. Okay. Then you are considered an at-risk patient. Okay. If it's not one of those three, doesn't um. have to be all of them, but if it's not one of those three, then that's not first-degree and therefore is not considered at-risk nor is it necessary to have uh, a mammogram before the age of 40. Okay. So that was good news for Very us because, because right now you're in between insurances, as right. we like to say, and uh, getting a mammogram would have been uh, financially... It's in the back of my head. Right. Would have been financially difficult. Yes. And it was also getting increasingly difficult to find an organization that really, truly did free mammograms. Right, because the lady I called, it was supposed to be free. She right. asked me for my insurance. I said, well, I don't have insurance right now. And she goes, well, you you don't need one until you're 40. Yeah. And I'm like, it was supposed to be if free. You, if you had insurance, would it would the answer have been different, uh, I wonder? I think so. Uh, and, and so you got to kind of... You know, and upset me because it was advertised as a free yeah, mammogram. Yeah, it was. It was. However, we never did check out the county. I did get information from this well, when, advisor, when she got information and from she her, we said, "Go to the county." And I myself had done that, and I remember getting a mammogram from them at no cost. Right. So it is. It is possible. You just have to really tie them down, pin them down to the facts, and find out for sure. Call them and if ask they're, them. If they're truly free or not. Because when I called, she asked me what insurance I had. And it's like, well, yeah. it's supposed to be free. Well, yeah. it wasn't free. Yeah. So if, if, if that is an issue for you, please don't just take no for an answer the first time you get no. Keep going. Keep looking. Because there is services that are free. Ask your friends. Ask um, your business uh, associates if you know them well enough to uh, broach the subject with them. Uh, if they know of somewhere where you can get a 
free or low cost mammograms. Now, yes. a lot of times mammograms are not as expensive to uh, low-income families as they are to others. Right. Uh, you can get them for as little as $45, which is a lot of money, but it's a lot cheaper than $95, which and is what a, a lot, lot of other people pay. So to pay the $45 instead of well, it's, thousands it's, or millions of dollars for treatment. It truly is. Uh, well, and it's, it's better. You're better off paying the $45 than, than suffering, uh, with breast cancer. So it's not pretty. Uh, if you, uh, if you want, we could offer several suggestions to make you feel better about spending the $45, such as cut back on your cigarettes. Don't get so many, uh, Starbucks. Eat, uh, fewer hamburgers. Um, don't go to the movies as often. Stay home and don't drive your car so often. Let's see, what else do we spend money no. on that we can get by without? At least long enough to pay for the $45 for a mammo. Right. Now, then there's the other thing a lot of ladies say. <laughs> I'm right here with you. They hurt. I don't like to have my tits squashed. I don't like to have a mammogram. It hurts. Yeah, it does. If it, there is, It's not fun. It isn't fun at all. Uh, and I don't even know how they do them on men, or if they do. I don't know how they test men for breast cancer, but men, you can find out for yourselves, okay? Uh, you'll have to That's ask your doctor, question. but I really don't know. Maybe we could Google it sometime and find out, and we can have that as another topic on yeah. one of our other shows. I'll make a note. Okay, good. But um, in the meantime, yes, having um, having a mammogram is painful. There, I said it. But it lasts... Five minutes altogether, maybe, for both breasts. Okay. Okay. Um, I have fortunately never had breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, but I guarantee it lasts a lot longer than five minutes yeah. and hurts a hell of a lot more. Yeah. So, like I used to tell my children when they were little and didn't want to be inoculated because the shot hurt, right. shut up and be glad there's something can be done about it because... It didn't used to always be that way. Right. All right. So, yeah, it hurts. But so do a lot of things. And, uh, you know, just find your way to get your kicks about it. If if no other way, just tell yourself, I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting this test done. If you've never had a mammogram before, it uh, <clears throat> it will be an interesting experience for you. But it's usually done very tastefully by a... Uh, a technician who is very sensitive to your moments of embarrassment and your pains and so on. The machine's a little cold. She'll lift up your breast and she'll hold it in a position and crank this little plastic thing down that holds your breast there and it squashes it down, which is why I call it the tit smasher yeah. rather than the mammography machine. And uh, and that's the part that hurts is when they crank that puppy down because it just really it's like taking your breast and smashing it between two pieces of plastic. They is have to get what a it picture is. of it. And they they have to do it that way because they get a clearer picture of what's going on inside your breast. Uh, and they do it in two or three different positions per breast, and then you're done. And so it's like I said, it lasts maybe five minutes. It's not that big a deal. With technology nowadays, and you think there would be a, 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 a I know, less I used, painful way. I keep saying, you know, if men had men had tits like uh -huh. we do, we'd have better mammography machines. Uh -huh. But uh, the fact of the matter is, they apparently this is pain. as good as they can do. Now, I've been told I'm I have my appointment for later this month, and I or yeah, later this month, and I have been told that the 
uh, facility I'm going to has the new digital uh, mammography oh. machines. And I assume that means digital readout of the the information. I really don't know what a digital machine is. I don't know, but, but the I, lady the did tell, tell me. tell you, yay or nay, if you got anything. I know. The lady did tell me. But that doesn't change how the how it's done, and it still hurts. Oh. So while the readout may be better, uh, more effective, uh, clearer to understand, or whatever, uh, the the fun part's still there. So I wonder so, if your results go right there to a doctor and to be read, or whoever you wonder, reads them. You wonder what? I wonder if whoever reads the the mammogram report, uh -huh. if you get an instant. Yeah or nay, if you're good or good. No, you don't get it instant. But uh, actually, with the facility I go to, by the time I get home, it's on. It's on my um, my portion of their web page. Mm -hmm. Is the result of the of the mammography is oh. is there, and then they send you a follow up letter also. Okay. So it's really a very good facility for that purpose. However, that's not always the case. In in other cases, it may take up to two weeks sometimes yeah. to get the information back. But, uh, you know, if you don't have, if you're, if you're what we call asymptomatic, if you have no symptoms, you didn't feel a lump and you don't feel anything, mom or sister. then it's just another two weeks down the road. And so you just wait and get your letter and the letter will come and it'll say, uh, we're happy to say that there was nothing found and blah, blah, blah. Now, um, <clears throat> there have been instances where ladies have contracted breast cancer following clean mammograms that is mammograms that they were so told no there's nothing there as i said once before these uh, the individuals that read these are not necessarily infallible they make mistakes for whatever reasons so if you if you have a mammogram and it says everything's fine and let's say 3 or 4 months down the road you Notice a change. Go get it checked out. Go get it checked out again. Tell your doctor that you noticed this change and that you had a clean mammogram before, but you're concerned. And I cannot imagine that you know a doctor who would say, "Oh, don't worry about that till next year." Yeah, if you I do, get a different doctor if, if, quack. If you, if you do get another doctor, you don't ever want to have a doctor who says, "Oh, don't worry about that. It's okay." Especially if it's a male doctor, because they don't fucking care. But, mm -hmm. Oh, I said that out loud, didn't I? Okay, sorry. Anyhow, um, no, if you... If, uh, I don't want to go on about this and belabor the point, but we need to all be our own patient advocates. If we sense something is wrong, we need we need to get someone to investigate it for us. If it's a medical issue... We need a doctor who's willing to investigate because for us. Because your doctor us. is not a mind reader. No, and he is not perfect himself. So no. if you tell your doctor, look, this hurts. See this this thing here? It hurts. And he goes, oh, don't worry about that. Da, 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 da. You know, uh, that if that doesn't feel right to you, get a second opinion. Right. Just like I also tell my patients a lot of time, I'm a retired respiratory therapist, and I used to tell my patients all the time, Get a second opinion if you're concerned about a good report from right. your doctor, too. You know, we tend to, when the doctor says, everything's wonderful, we tend to go, oh, thank God, I'm so glad. Right. Forgetting that, again, the doctor could make a mistake, and it's sometimes a good idea to get a second opinion right. about a good report as well as 
a negative. So again, without belaboring the point, we just want to bring uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month to your awareness yes. and encourage all of you to check yourselves out, have yourselves checked out. Uh, so if they're saying... Don't play ostrich with your health. Don't stick your head in the sand and say, oh, everything's wonderful. I'm only 20, so I'll be okay. But that's my where I was getting to go. So if mom, sister, or daughter does not have breast cancer, the starting age to get a mammogram is 40? That's what they're telling people right now. Uh, because of the fact that this, this does involve radiation, okay. x-rays, it is a, a form of x-ray, mm -hmm. just like a chest x-ray or if you fall down and break your leg right. and you get an x-ray or whatever. Uh, mammography is a form of x-ray, and they don't want people to have more x-rays than necessary. they absolutely have to because those, uh, there's, uh, I don't know what they are, but there's things in the x-ray that don't go away. They stay in your body forever. And you have to be care, or at least for a long time, and you have to be careful of the accumulation of that's those. Why that's why x-ray technicians wear badges that show how much radiation, radiation. they have received in the last uh, X number of days or weeks or whatever since they put the badge on, and they can keep an eye on it and make sure there's not too much. Now, don't hold me to the wall about the how whether that stuff stays in your system and how long and all that stuff. All I know is they don't want you to have too much radiation over a period of time because it's not good for you. Right. So that's why they're saying unless you're an at-risk patient, you don't need to have a mammogram until you're 40. Again, if you have any indication that something is amiss, go to your gynecologist or your family physician or whoever it is who handles your medical care and discuss it with them. They are the ones that are supposed to be able to help you figure yes. things out. And the breast or the um, American Cancer Society has lots and lots of people who are available for uh, to answer questions or to give you guidance if you have access to a computer in any way, your own or one at the library or a Wi-Fi at the Starbucks or whatever you, however you can go online, you can investigate a lot that way too. Yes. And you can teach yourself a lot, probably all you really need to know about the basics about breast cancer, yeah, you, just you can teach yourself in, off of the computer. Um, self you, breast, breast, uh, breast exam and they'll give you a, a chart yeah, telling you how to do it. A, a how-to. Yes. And, and probably videos. YouTube probably has videos. They have videos of a lot of other things that I never thought they would have videos of, so who knows? They probably have videos of that as well. I'm sure they do. Um, and just be just be careful when you do go to websites. Make sure that they're a qualified medical research website. Don't go to I I know somebody that had breastcancer.com. Go no. go to WebMD right. or the Mayo uh, Clinic uh, dot com or some such place as that uh, to get your information. Don't uh, American Cancer Society is is a good one to go to, and I think that's. Uh, amca.org or something like that. Or maybe it's just AmericanCancerSociety.org. I don't know, but you can find it. It's If I can find it, you can find it. It's not that hard. It just takes wanting to find it. 
So like I said, don't don't play ostrich with your with your health. Now let's have some Just fun. Stick your head in the sand. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun uh, today because we thought we, in keeping with the breast uh, awareness theme, I decided that I would uh, for for an interest factor alone on my behalf. I wanted to know how many nicknames I could find for breasts. <laughs> and I asked my husband, my husband's Japanese-American, and I asked him, I said, what do Japanese kids call breasts? Right. He said, as far as he knew, chichis. That's right. what that's what he only remembered as a kid. And it wasn't because he was Japanese, because lots of kids call them chichis. Yes. That's a, a very common yes. nickname. For breasts. And I said, okay, well, that doesn't help much. So I downloaded, I actually found a website, uh, World's Most Complete List of Nicknames for the Feminine Breast. This is headed. And it's, um, let's see, therossshow.com. Okay. So I don't know anything more about it than that. Me this is either. from the Ross, the Ross, R-O-S-S, the Ross Show Archive. World's most complete list of nicknames for the female breast. Now, this is some 12 pages long, and trust me, I am not going to read the whole thing. I think it's actually more than 12 pages. Yeah, that's like a and there, half of a novel yeah, over there. And there, there are some names in here that I, I, I can't believe that that anybody put this in in this <laughs> list. I mean, there's some things in here like there's uh, where the hell is this one? Um. Hang on, shock absorbers. Okay, I really? sort of get. I sort of get that. Um, assets. Now, who would call breasts assets? Well, actually, maybe somebody now paid that a lot I of money for it, them. Now that I think about it, yeah. Uh, artisans. No, not so no. much. Okay, so that's an example of some of the ones that I saw that I think. Ah, eh. okay. We got Abbott and Costello. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> and. And I've actually, uh, I've actually seen pictures of breasts that kind of look like Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and one's a little on the long side and one's a little chubby round uh-huh. one and, you know, airbags. Okay. Now here's one that I can't, I, I don't get at all. And, and maybe our listeners in Alaska can tell me what it means. Okay. Alaska's. I don't know. I don't get it. All day suckers, of course. Oh yeah. Um, angel cakes. Never heard that one before. Ant bites. I thought that was kind of cute. Cause mm-hmm. I remember I had a girlfriend who had very small breasts uh-huh. and she said they looked like mosquito bites to her. <laughs> so I get that. I, I never of, had that problem. I, Sorry yeah, guys. No, I never did either. And we discussed assets. Um, and like I said, now I think of yeah, it. Somebody paid for them. B-52s. <laughs> Backbreakers, and we both both can identify with that. Yes. As we were talking yesterday, what was it you said that you used to call a brassiere? Oh, my over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Yeah, and my dad used to call them double-barrel slingshots. (laughs) So there you go. Men have such sixth sense of humor. Uh, Yeah, they win it if they had to carry them. Baby feeders. Yeah. Baggies. Or saggies. <laughs> or whaties? Saggies. Saggies, for sure. Balloons. Balubas. Balubas. 
Barnes and Noble. I like that one. I think that's, that's kind of cute. I like that. I think that's very cute. I don't know if Barnes and Noble would think it's all that cute, but I did. Bazongas. Bazongas. Bazumbas. Bean bags. Ben and Jerry. I like that. <laughs> and Bert and Ernie. I like that too. I think that's that's really good. Uh, big bazooties, and I suppose little bazooties uh-huh. too would be happening. Big birth, big Berthas, big boppers. Big brown eyes. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I'm not sure about Bigfoot radials. I don't quite get that. Uh, Maybe she stepped on them. Yeah, bikini stuffers. Could be. I don't know. I hid a lot of stuff in my bra when we went to Ozfest one year. You did what? I hid a lot of stuff in my bra. Did you? I had. I've never been able to hide much yeah, I in had my bras. Two disposable cameras. And three or four bottles of um, 99 bananas. What's what's 99 bananas? They're little um, shots. I don't know. They're about this big. Like what when are, you get in a motel oh, like, room. Like five-minute drinks? Yeah. five-hour drink or whatever they call that It's stuff. about that size, but it's alcohol. Oh, 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 okay. I snuck it go. into Ozfest. Okay, okay. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings.
you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Okay, we got blouse bunnies. That's kind of cute. You know, as as I was printing this thing out, looking at page after page after page, I, it occurred to me, uh, I don't know, what what goes on in somebody's head that they have to have a nickname for the breasts in the first place? But I, I don't think know. it's probably the man. I suppose, yeah, because, well, I don't know. If I, if I was going to nickname my breasts, I would call them, what would I call them? Pains. I call mine the twins. I call mine the pain in the ass because they are. But anyway, uh, let's see. Blast bunnies we did. Bodacious tatas. <laughs> um, that sounds like a naughty movie. Yeah, it bolt-ons. I don't get that because they don't bolt on. No. You know, maybe if they, maybe if you were, uh, what's his face? Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> maybe. Maybe then. Bonbons. Okay. Bonkers. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boobage. Yeah, I get that. Boobalicious. Boobers. Boobies. Boobs. All in the boob area. And I, I, I call them boobs, I, I suppose, a lot. And I don't know why. What, where did boobs ever come from? I, I wonder. I don't, I don't. I don't quite get that one, but then that's okay. Bookends, that's kind of <laughs> appropriate. Book rests, definitely. Book rests, baby rests, plate rests. Yeah, my, my kids You can actually a balance a plate on my tits, uh-huh. you know, if you're just careful about it. You can balance a plate right there. Not so much a cup or a drink, but boom, boom, rockets. <clears throat> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, bosom buddies, for yeah. sure. Bosoms, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and funny because bosom has been such an acceptable nickname over this, over the last hundred or two hundred years. It's been an acceptable, uh, term for a woman's chest. Right. I think bosoms was even more acceptable than the word chest for a long time. Yeah. And I'm not sure where bosoms came from, to tell you the truth. It'd be interesting. I, I, we subscribe on, um, on our computer to this wordsmith word a day thing and it it puts up a word usually something fairly obscure and then it shows you how to pronounce it how to spell it and all that kind of stuff and then it tells you the origin of the word okay which is kind of fun right you know um i don't know whether they have bosoms on there or not but it would be sort of would be appropriate write it down and we can investigate it yeah it would be uh i'll make a big circle around where is it bosoms i'll make a big circle around that and a question mark and we can look it up uh but this being october it would be a good month yes. i wonder if google will have a breast cancer awareness uh 
because I mean it's perfect with the two O's for Google. They could totally yeah, make like boobs out of those and put a little pink ribbon on. I wonder if they've thought about that. I don't know. Well, if anybody works for Google, and then they would have to put a black bar on it because it wouldn't be appropriate. You can have that. <laughs> you can you can have that idea for free. I'll let you have that one. But they'd have to put the black bar on it. What black bar? You know, when they see a nudie shot, they have the black bar across the chest. Oh, for the nudeness. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they could do that. They could still pull that off. <laughs> or they could put it in, like, a bikini top or some such things. Boulders. I've heard of boulders. Yes. Um, bouncing Betty's. Boy bait. The boys. That's interesting. The yeah. girls, yes. But yeah. the boys. Bra buddies, bra busters. Bra Stuffers, Brad Pitts. <laughs> I like that. Braille for... <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. Braille for Suck Me. <laughs> I like that one. That's that's excellent. That's Somebody was thinking there. That's really good. That's hilarious. Braille for Suck Me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, well, let's see. What else? Breakfast tray, breast friends. Ah, uh, yark yark. Uh, cute. The restaurant. <laughs> um, let's see. Bre- breasticles. All right. Instead oh, of testicles, they're and breasticles. here and here's a really far out one. Breasts. What's that? I've never heard <laughs> that one before. I know, huh? Really. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else have we got here? We're just in the bees already, and we're brown speckled pups. <laughs> well, that sounds like a particular response to what would you call them, uh-huh. you know, because in some cases it could be pink speckled pups or tan or lots of other different colors. Um, let's see, bubbas, bubbies, bubble cups. Buds, like little buds, I guess. Bugs, as in insects, bugs. Nah. Bulbs, as in uh, light bulbs, flower bulbs. I, I don't know they're what. Because they're all different shapes and sizes. I guess. Bumps, bumpers, bumps, and bumps in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Uh, Bust, yeah, we've heard. Yeah. Bust, bust, busters, boost, bustiers, butter bags, butter balls. Butter bags? Uh, well, the bag thing is, they're called bags anyway sometimes, you know. Maybe that's where old bags comes from. Maybe. Mm. Cadillac bumpers. I told you about the guy that ran into our car one time with a, I called it a Dolly Parton bumper. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, it, it had two great big pointy things coming out of its bumper. So, yeah, I, I get that. Let's see. Cafe La Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calabazas. Calvin and Hobbes. I like the, I like the names, names. I think those are, those are kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Cantaloupes. Capital Domes. Car waxers, I get that. Shit. I totally get that. Because if you've ever wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever had to wash the car as a woman, you totally get that one. Uh, let's see, cassava melons, chachas, chacha bingos. 
I don't know. They get my way when I play lot, bingo. Awful lot of trouble to go f- to. The chalky Cliffs. That's kind of a stretch. Maybe if they're real, real pale, white-skinned. Maybe. Maybe then. Charlie's Angels. Cheek Warmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, chest Hams. Nah. Chest Meat. Nah. Chest Ornaments. Uh-uh. Chesterfields. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Chesticles. I don't know about that one. Chestnuts. We've got a lot of chest stuff. Chet flasted. Uh-huh. As in chest flatted, I guess. I don't know. Chet flasted. I don't get that. Me neither. Chi-Chi's. This is the one that I asked Ernie. Right. And he said, yeah, Chi-Chi's. Okay. Um, Chihuahuas. Chimichangas. I like chimichangas. But that's, that's that chimichanga is a burrito and it's fried, it's fried yeah. and it's, and it's good to eat. Now I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Choo choos. Chalky nips. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Chumba wumbas. <laughs> Some of these are hard to pronounce. Circus tents. I don't get that. Clams. Clams. Uh, yeah. Mm. Coconuts. Okay. <laughs> Cold weather indicators. Oh, yeah. The headlights turn on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, combrestibles. <laughs> Comfort and joy. <laughs> uh, I don't get that one. I'm not even going to say it. Um, Hang on, let's, I had, I didn't read all these first so I could mark the ones, so I'm having to sort of edit as I'm going along here. Cowabungas. Uh, that's what, uh, Clarabelle the Clown used to say it was Cowabunga. Was it Clarabelle the Clown? Some of you old broads, let me know if it was Clarabelle the Clown, Clown that used to say Cowabunga. I think it was. I just know it is a surfing term. Oh. Uh, Let's see, crumb catchers, yeah. Yeah, I had that problem. Cupcakes, cup runneth over cups. <laughs> That's a bit much. But I understand it. <laughs> yeah, curves, cushions, dadas. <laughs> Dactylic delights. I could almost see lactylic delights better. Yeah, I was going to say. Dairy. Dairy makers, dairy pillows, dandies, danglers, <laughs> dangling participles. I don't know the Danny images I'm getting in my head. Or <laughs> I swear, Danny DeVito's. Come on, Davy and Goliath, David Duchovny's. You know why David Duchovny? No. Oh, because there was a thing about him supposedly having to go to rehab because he has a. Generously healthy sexual appetite. Oh. Dead heat in the Zeppelin race. <laughs> Zeppelin is a blimp. Yes. For those I know. of you who don't know. Um, that's funny, actually. Let's see. Oh my goodness, there's so much here. Devil's dumplings, ding dongs, dingers, dingies, dingle nah, bobbers. That's, that's, that's going in the wrong. That's more boy terms. Well, I'm just telling you what I it know, says but here. Dingle bobbies, dingle <laughs> bobbers, dingoes, din- dinners, 
dirigibles, dirty pillows. Why dirty? I don't know. Yeah. Distributor caps. <laughs> Dolly Parton's, of, yeah, sure, of course, of course. Uh, domes, we did, I think we did domes already. Donkey's ears, doodads, doorbells. Donkey ears? Yeah, I don't know why. Doodads, doorbells, doorknobs, doozers, doozies. Doppelgangers, that doesn't make any sense at all because a doppelganger is somebody that looks like somebody that they're not. No, it's not even that. It's worse than that. It's like somebody's evil twin sort of thing. Anyway, it doesn't apply. Well, and maybe at the longest stretch of the imagination, one could be considered the other's doppelganger, possibly. <laughs> but that's very vague. Let's see. Uh, double dribbles, double Ds, double trouble, double whammies. All of those make sense. Yes. Dual airbags, dual floppies for sure. Uh, du dueling banjos. <laughs> There's some French stuff in here that I don't speak French well, so we're going to skip over those. Dum-dums, dumbbells, dumplings. The Dutch Alps. This, this goes on. We're just in the D's now. I mean, and I, like I said earlier to you, some I'm, of them aren't. There's no way I'm going to read all of these. Um, anybody that's real curious about all the different names, let's skip over here to the ends and see what we can find. We got nin nins, ninnies, ninny jugs, ninth and tenth wonders of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Nippaloons, nippellos, nippers, nipples, nipple caddies, nipple sundies, nips. Nodes, nodules, noochies, noogles, and noonies. <laughs> okay. Uh, orbs, oranges, ostrich eggs. Uh, pear, pear problems. <laughs> I can agree with the pear problems. Um, <clears throat> which, yeah, let's stop there for a while. We don't need to go on with this list. It's going to get boring to our listeners after a while. It's getting boring to me, and I'm reading them. Uh, <laughs> But let's stop there for a second and talk about the fact that there are some of us for whom uh, having breasts is not the biggest thing in the world, Then, and pun intended. Uh, and there are some of us who think that that's the be-all, end-all. Right. Uh, we know, we've all heard of, uh, you may be one out there, listener, who... Uh, thinks she can't live unless she's a 36 double D. As a 42 double D, I'm here to tell you, yeah, you can. I would, uh, in a heartbeat, I'd shrink myself down yeah. to a 32 double A. Yeah, I would. Anytime. Um, having large breasts is not, and I repeat, not all it's cracked up to be. If, and especially if you're, desire to have large breasts is being uh, prompted, let's say, by a significant other in your life who may happen to be of the opposite sex, you want to think real hard before you subject yourself to carrying around 10 pounds or more of breast yeah. enhancement because, um, one, your clothes don't fit well. No. Two, there's no way to avoid the unpleasant 
uh, what can I call it, sweat factor, no? uh, especially in the summertime, but mm -hmm. not limited to the summertime. Uh, the back pain? Back pain, shoulder gouging for holding up with the bra straps. Uh -huh. Now, a lot of people will say, well, if you had a properly fitting brazier, you would not have that problem. Bullshit. And, yeah, because I can't afford a properly fitting brazier. I am. And, I mean, I mean, I can't afford to have somebody fit me for a bra, okay, in the first place. In the second place, I have a, a very rare skin condition called pemphigus, also known as Haley Haley's. And uh, among other things, what it does is it's a genetic uh, malformation or abnormality that prevents my skin from properly knitting. So I'm literally thin-skinned. Right. So when I have a bra, I don't care how, you know, how the ads always say, oh, it's all lacy and soft and uh -huh. cool like that, you know, it's soft. When you take that and you add moisture and heat mm -hmm. as as underneath your breasts and you, you rub that raw. back and forth on my skin it doesn't take but a moment or two before my skin's gone right and then we're down to red raw meat and out so uh i have told my husband many times oh to be flat chested i would give both tits to just mm -hmm. be flat chest i even went so far one time as to pursue uh breasts what do they call it? Deaugmentation or whatever. Um, uh, breast elimination actually was what I was sort of going for. Mammography, I guess you could call. It. No, not mammography. Mammo, mammo. What do they call it when they take your mammos off? I'm uh, drawing a blank here all of a sudden. Mastectomy. There you go. Thank you. I even went so far as to consider a mastectomy, like uh, what's your face did not long ago. Um, Angelina Jolie. Oh, she uh, did. Yeah, she did because in her case she had several first degree relatives. Okay. So she was using that. As plus, I think she had herself tested, and she has the the genes that they have associated with okay. breast cancer too. So she chose to to face the whole thing head on and have a double mastectomy done, which I think is brave. very brave of her. And she had breast augmentation done at the same time, I guess. And you know, she likes so she looks really good. Uh, but she doesn't have, she's not subject now to breast cancer because of this. So that's cool. Uh, but in any case, um, see, she went right back to having tits again. I wouldn't do that. If I could no. have them off, I'd leave them off. I, I'm I, 42 triple DF. And if I can go oh, without yeah. them, yeah, honey, I, yeah, in a heartbeat, in a oh, heartbeat, yes. I would donate them if they, you know, uh -huh. like, like you cut off your hair, well, you know, and donate it to and skin up there uh -huh. and here they can have it for burn patients. Yeah. Well, or just, you know, people that want breast augmentation, but see, the thing is about, you know, they got to, uh, what rejection, they got to right. worry about rejection and shit. So yeah, but they could have my skin. Yeah. They fix the skin thing. I don't think they have rejection with the skin thing anymore for burn I don't patients. Think so. I don't either. But anyhow. I would totally, totally, totally do that. And I did actually go to a, uh, are you sure you want your tits cut off class, you know? Right. And uh, the lady said, you can't do that because you're too fat. Uh, <laughs> like, really? If I was skinny, I wouldn't give a shit because they'd be small and then it wouldn't fucking matter. But no, I had to, she actually said I would have to lose 50 pounds before I could have the surgery. See, so, everybody but says... But here's the good thing about that, see. At the time, I didn't know 
that I had this, this skin disease. Right. See, my mom had pemphigus also. But, and I knew that, right. but I didn't know specifically it is hereditary. Uh, and so when I was having all these outbreaks underneath my breast, mm-hmm. where, where it was just like really painful and I, it, doctors kept saying, oh, that's a nasty yeast infection, you know, no. and, and I put, there isn't a yeast medication over the counter, medication known to man that I haven't put on my breast right. at one time or another trying to make it all better. None of it worked. And, and I didn't know that at the time. So when the woman said, no, we can't do the surgery on you till you lose 50 pounds, and that seemed insurmountable at the time, I went back to my doctor and I said, they won't cut them off, so we got to find out what the fuck is going on with my skin. Right. So send me to a dermatologist. And that's where I was, after I told him mother had pemphigus, and I told him and told him and told him, finally after about six weeks of trying every then fungal. he called it the other name. Well, yeah, he kept, yeah, Haley, Haley. He kept, uh, the, the dermatologist kept trying all these fungal creams and shit, and I kept saying, it's not fungus, I've tried everything. Oh, but these are prescription, you know, okay, whatever. So I took pills, I did creams, and nothing worked. And right. finally, he tested me for pemphigus. And he didn't do it in the beginning because it is so rare. It, yeah. it actually is like one in, I don't know, three or four million people wow. get it. You know, it's You're really. Special. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so anyhow, um, if if I hadn't been told no by this woman, right. I wouldn't have gone to the trouble of going to the dermatologist and found out, in fact, that I have this disease. That's, so is that when you learned it was hereditary? Yeah, okay. and and uh, it, what it is is my mother had it, but my dad didn't. But uh, so I had a fifty percent chance of getting it. Okay, uh, and I. Having, about your having studied up on it, I found out that I'm a lot luckier than a lot of people because it hit me a lot later in life. Okay. And if my sons, and that's all I have is two sons, okay. if I, if neither one of them becomes symptomatic with this disorder, uh, while they're living, okay, and, you know, they're approaching their fifties, both of them, uh, so far so good, knock wood. Then it will stop with them. It won't go on to my granddaughters. That's but good. if my grand, if my son who has children has daughters, if he should contract or become symptomatic with this and not just be a carrier, then, then, um, then he will pass on to them. Okay, what age did you become symptomatic? Uh, 60, <clears throat> let me think, 60, 65. So the boys there. have a little bit, got well, a little your one has children. They have a little, a little more, more time. time. So, but if they get past that point and don't I hope have they it, don't have it because that's I really hope the they girls. don't have it. I don't, I hope they don't have it because I don't want them to be subjected to it, but I don't want my granddaughters yeah. to. It's, it's, uh, and as I said, investigating the disease online, I have seen that I am actually very lucky, uh, sufferer, if, if you will, of this disease because, uh, I don't it have it as bad as a lot of people body. do. They have, uh, lesions on their backs, on their oh. groin areas. And for men, this is particularly difficult, um, for obvious reasons. Right, right. You know, so there are a lot of people who have it way, way, way worse than I do. Right. Uh, and on the other good news about it was that the doctor did come up with a, 
uh, an ointment, a cream that uh-huh. I can put on that helps to relieve and more quickly heal the outbreaks oh, okay. as they come on. Uh, doesn't stop them, but it heals them quicker. And, um, I also take doxycycline. I used to take tetracycline, but they okay. stopped making it. So I have to take doxycycline twice a day. And, um, and I have to take it with something to eat because it makes you barf if you don't. Oh, yeah. But you, you learn, you live, you, you go on. And it says so in the thing, you know. Take, right. take with food. Believe them. Anyhow, um, I have to take that twice a day. And it controls it pretty well. Okay. Winter times are good. Summer times, not so much. Oh, yeah. You're more sweaty yeah. in the summer. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyhow, uh, th- so it was a good thing that they wouldn't do the mastectomy because I would have done that and I still would have had the problem. It might have cropped up somewhere else. Yeah. Plus, uh, it wouldn't have done a hell of a lot for my fibromyalgia. I got fibromyalgia when I had my knee surgery. So, you know, psh- have another surgery, get more fibro. What do you want? Mm. You know, so you're fucked either way. Yeah, damn it's you like, do, damn um, if you don't. Well, we're probably getting really close to the end now anyway. And, or I imagine we are. Yeah. Lacey's keeping track of the time for us. Um, so that's my take on breasts and why I, I rather not have them. Uh, but I got them. I'm stuck with them. As it turns out, it's probably a good thing. Like I said, because I did find this disease process right. that I did know about, but I didn't think I had it because it did come on late in life. And you when know? did your mom get it? When did she know? Well, mom's actually when mother discovered it or when they discovered mother had it, uh, she was one of three known cases in, in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really rare. So there was no treatment Nobody, for her they, then? No. Huh? Oh, hell no. They didn't know what to do for her. Oh. They had to kill a rhesus monkey to do the diagnosis. I don't think they have to do that anymore. It has something to do with the rhesus monkey esophagus or something like hmm. that. But I remember her telling me that, that that's, she said, I had to kill a monkey today to find out what's wrong with the world. But she was, uh, she was in her uh, early fifties, I think when, when she had that. Okay. And that was way back. When and like I said, she was one of three known cases. Wow. At the, see, they had doctors coming in from all over the country mm-hmm. to see her, to look at her, because it was it was so now, unusual. Now was it just isolated, like yours was, or did she have it everywhere? Uh, hers pretty much was like mine. It okay. was under the breast that she had the problem, and then uh, she also complained of of outbreaks along her shoulders. Okay. Uh, under her arms and sometimes her groin so, area. So uh, pretty much where the heat, heat yeah. places. And, and I remember her, uh, poor, the poor woman suffered so. She went to so many people who didn't know anything about it and, and used her like a guinea pig. At mm. one point they told her it was because she was wearing nylon panties. And so the one doctor told her not to wear panties. Well, that mm. didn't help, but you know, she, she did it. She went pantyless for years. She said she Amanda. thought it was kind of she thought it was kind of fun because she go down the walk down the street thinking, "Hey, I don't have any panties on," <laughs> you know. Okay, <laughs> hey, that was Ma. What can I tell you? Now you know what's wrong with me. And then uh, she had another doctor who told her that the outbreak under her arms was uh, a dye allergy because he asked her what color clothes she wears a lot. Well, she wore a lot of dark colors because she was a big girl. Right. So, you know, oh, well, then you must be allergic to navy blue dye or some shit. You know, whatever 
they didn't know. You know, they really didn't right. know. And I don't know to this day, I, uh, and I don't know as she ever knew, how it was that they stumbled onto this. Right. Uh, thank God she found a dermatologist somewhere, somehow, after all those years of going to doctor after doctor after doctor, getting told the same old stuff, getting told that here's the same old solutions, none of them worked, she still had enough inner to go to another doctor yet another doctor good for her and i would have said fuck it yeah no kidding me too but she was so miserable and suffered for so many years and she finally found a doctor that somehow or other it occurred to him maybe he read some obscure pamphlet or something about this disease process right. that had been discovered by somebody right. and i'm not even sure where the name comes from pemphigus we'll have to look at up. yeah i don't know where it comes from and Haley haley is a a common name for it, and I didn't even know that until my dermatologist right. told me that. So Haley, Haley may have been the guy that discovered pemphigus. Uh -huh. I don't know. In any case, um, she, she finally found somebody who figured, what the fuck, we got nothing to lose, and tested her for that. Sure enough, she was positive for pemphigus. So, there you go. My mom, bless her, had a lot of physical problems yeah. in her life. A lot. She actually survived survived a brain hemorrhage when I was um, eight, nine, no, eleven years old. Really? No, no, younger than that, nine or ten years old. And she had to carry an affidavit around with her in her purse that swore that she had a brain hemorrhage and was not operated on and survived. Really? Because doctors didn't believe her. Huh? She, she'd say, yeah, I had a brain hemorrhage once. And they go, yeah, no, people die from brain hemorrhage. Right. Yeah, I know, but I had one. Well, then you must have had surgery. No, I didn't have surgery. And they go, yeah, right. You know, so she'd whip out the, the affidavit and she, and it was a whole legal paper, you know, signed by her doctors and everything saying she was hospitalized, but no surgery was performed and she survived this brain hemorrhage. Wow. Which, of course, is a blood vessel bursting yes, in the brain. Yes. And the doctor told her she was pretty much a little ticking time bomb after that, you know, and he's, and, and, and when she passed, she actually did stroke out, but it was, uh, Many years. Shit, 50 years later, yeah. you know, so she, you know, she held up after all that. She had a lot of stuff going on that but wasn't too good. But the stories you told me, it sounds like to me she had a very good sense of humor, though. She did. She was hilarious. And she had a great, uh, strength, too. She's very, very physically and emotionally strong very religious put a lot of her strength in and in, in her faith in god yeah and uh you know that worked for her right. so and her birthday was yesterday yeah so it's almost fitting that we sort of end our show on a happy birthday mom and happy get birthday. your breasts get your breasts uh tested for breast cancer go get your pancake squished yes get your All right get, get yourself tested and and uh and be be healthy to be with us for a long, long time after that. Yeah, for we can talk your ear off. I'm pretty sure we are just about done now. Yeah, um, we are. Don't forget, email us if you uh, would take the time to, uh, just to let us know what you think of our show. Uh, you can reach us by uh, on the website by clicking on the comment button uh, for our show, and that takes you directly to our email page where all you have to do is pick Don't Get Us Started, and then tell us what episode you want to comment about. I believe this is eight. Okay. I believe so. I think you may be right. I really don't know. I think it's eight. To tell you the truth, I lose track. It's so much fun. All emails will be read on air unless otherwise requested. 
And we hope you'll come back next week and give us a listen. Yes. I uh, don't know what we'll talk about next week, but we will remind we're you again. We're going to see how men get mammograms. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm really curious about that. I am too. And we'll uh, maybe come up with some more ha-ha funny names well, for I boobies. Have, I have some that we need to talk about next week. Okay, cool. Very good. Uh, that about, I've been saving for this month. For Breast Cancer yeah. Month? Okay, that's They're cool. They're funny ones, though. It's not so serious. It's well, that's a little good. lighter. We, we need light. We need yeah. way funny. We wanted to emphasize the importance of, of uh, uh, having yourself tested yes. today. Uh, we'll lighten it up from here on in. So, we hope you'll come back and give us a listen. And until then, I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we're saying that's enough for tonight. So, so don't, don't get, get us started. started. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>